Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. We have the best guest here today, um, and she's going to teach you all the things about taking the best selfies. So how excited are we for that? Um, hi, Lucia. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited. Oh, hi. Thank it's you so much for having me. I'm, I am so excited. I feel like <laughs> I've said this before, but yes, fangirl over here. Oh, you're so sweet. Tell us about who you are and a little bit about your journey that got to where you are today. My journey started when I was really young and I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but I struggled a lot feeling comfortable in my own skin as I grew into the woman that I am today. Mm -hmm. And we all have that moment in our lives where like the shit hits the fan. And then we have like this like 180 and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yep. <laughs> and to me that happened very early on when I was like around 14 because wow. my mom passed away and my world shattered into yeah. a million pieces and it was hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It took me into my twenties, late twenties mm -hmm. to figure out a lot of the healing that came from that. But one of the things that happened was I started having a lot of like body image issues. I started with bulimia. I started binging and purging and really just like not knowing what to do to control my body, just mm -hmm. to trying to control something. Um, I think fast forward to, you know, how I found photography it's just such an incredible journey because when you hide behind the camera and you're like taking photos of others, it's just like the perfect hideout. Yep. <laughs> and so I was always the best at like making people feel comfortable in front of the camera, getting the best shots and having these beautiful images of them while completely hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like I mean, to lose a parent in your teens must have been like almost earth shattering. And as, as a woman to lose your mom at 14, that must have been, I, I can't even imagine how challenging that would have been for a young girl who's just hitting puberty, who's just starting, her, you know, her body's changing. She's starting to look at the world differently. And then to have a life altering experience like that, I can't imagine how difficult it was. So as I sit on the other side of this conversation with hindsight, you know, it makes perfect sense to me that you would look for vices, for vices to kind of control anything, which is what you just said, right? It's like, let me hang on to something that makes me feel like there's control in this world that's so out of control. And um, so I commend you for being so open about that journey. And I also commend you for recognizing along the way that those patterns weren't serving you, you know, they weren't allowing you to blossom into this beautiful human being you always were, but didn't quite know yet. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Oh, 100. I just got goosebumps, by the way. It's definitely one of those like moments where when you look back, it's like, honey, you're not your wounds. Mm -hmm. You're so much more than that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm going to say that again for the people that are listening. You are not your wounds. You are so much more than that. Many of my listeners are still in the thick of it. They're still in the thick of that evolvement and that blossoming and that they don't quite always believe that yet every day. And so I think it's so beautiful when people come into our little love yourself fiercely bubble and reiterate the message that you, we are not our wounds. We are not our pain. They're parts of our journey and, and we're better than that. You know, they don't get to hold power over us. So that's beautiful. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. So tell us how you transition first, before I, before I ask that question, tell us what you do now. (laughs) I know it's like, don't you know already, listeners? Like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, right now I teach self-portrait photography and I use spiritual psychology tools to make you feel comfortable in front of the camera from the inside out. And to me, that's the journey I took myself mm-hmm. through to be able to show up and be seen because I was hiding. And I think it really was affecting my business, my relationships, like it wasn't this thing that I was just like allowing myself to be seen Mm -hmm. and that can show up in many ways. And I'm not going to get into that rabbit hole, but it really showed up very evidently in my Instagram. (laughs) 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 It was like, physically you could really see it. Like there's this perfect grid, beautiful photos of all of my clients. And like, where's Lucia? Mm -hmm. We don't know. She was hiding. And I think it was my friend. I feel like I don't want us to cry, but we might cry, but (laughs) I love a good cry. (laughs) Let's just have a cry party. But my friend passed away a a few years ago Mm. and a heart attack after battling with cancer. He had a heart attack. Like he was meant to go. He was ready. He was glowing. He had that like end of life journey. Perfect. Uh, closure for him. I loved his journey, hurt me. So in my heart, I was heartbroken, but I volunteered to the memorial video and Mm. nothing is more telling than seeing all the selfies from your friends with your friends. And then realizing that the only photos that you have is just like this professional photo you took of him instead of like being him with the, you know, for the photo. Wow. And I was like, damn, I need to and I started this joke, but it's like, I need to start taking photos for my memorial video. Like I'm gonna, it's gonna be my end of life and they're, yeah. they're not gonna be any selfies. Yeah, there's gonna be nothing of you, right? There's gonna be nothing to show. Wow. And I'm like, I refuse yep. to be that person. Like I know I'm better than that. And it wasn't until I studied spiritual psychology that I was able to heal a lot of what happened behind it. Like my mm-hmm. relationship with my dad, my relationship with my food I lost a lot of weight like Mm -hmm. in between the stages uh and I realized like no matter how skinny I am I was still feeling uncomfortable in front of the camera it wasn't about the way I was looking for sure about that yeah Yeah. I'm so glad that you recognize that and what a you know what a profound way to recognize like to have that aha moment where you're like, there are no pictures of me. I just don't take pictures of my friends. I don't take pictures on my 
you know, post pictures on social media. And it's interesting that you say that, that like it was this perfectly curated feed because there are still so many accounts that I follow, you know, whether they're service-based such as photography, whether they're product-based and you literally don't know who is on the other side. And I've always, you know, wondered like, is that just by accident? Like you just get into a flow or is that really just a projection of where they are in their journey? Because anyone who's ever looked at my feed, it's very much my face (laughs) and it has been for many, many years. But I think it's because when I'm incredibly vulnerable in my content, I want people to know who's, who's speaking to them. And so now it's kind of become part of my imagery. That's what people expect. And, but it's interesting to, to, to see it visually for other people because mine is so polar opposite of not being front and center that, um, you know, what a, uh, what a profound way for you to recognize that. And so tell me more. I just, I could talk to you forever. (laughs) Same. Um, It's what you said about seeing these people. Is it on purpose? Is it accidental? Did they just get on a flow? And I think yes, yes, and yes. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like a habit, right? So if you get in the habit of not doing something and avoiding something, you will get really good at that habit. Yep. <laughs> Same thing happens on the other side of it. Yeah. And I think it's just like the longer, and it's also like equally painful because it doesn't stay away. Like hiding is not that all of a sudden it erases our pain. Mm-hmm. You're just like concealing one aspect, but you're still feeling it on the other side. For sure. Whatever you're feeling. And so it's like holding a glass of water. You can hold it for a few seconds and it's pretty light, but hold it for an hour, it will numb, destroy your arms. It's gonna be super heavy. And so the same thing happens with with unresolved issues. The longer we hold on to them, the heavier they get. And so- (laughs) I I know that, (laughs) I know that, so true. Also what we stand for here is like, unleash the shit. Just let it out because let it it out. You know, I have this analogy that I use in my coaching that we what we do as women and through our pain is we put like a suit of armor on and we do it to air quotes protect ourselves. But what we've really done is trapped ourselves in our own pain. There's no way to let it out because we've essentially just trapped ourselves in this pain and we live our lives seeking evidence that our pain is true and we continue to find it. Cause like you said, what you look for, you will see what you avoid. You will, it will become a a habit as well. And so we just like live in this, in this wounded body and it's heavy Mm. until you take the armor off yeah there's this book I read I'm pretty sure it's a translation I grew up in Argentina by the way and I love your accent thank you 
<laughs> it gets me all the boys. My boyfriend always makes fun of me because I always say that like, excuse me, if you hear a little bit of an accent, it's because I'm from Argentina. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's like my calling card. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but what's interesting is that uh, there's this book that I we read. I, we read like I think it must have been twelve or something. It's called El Caballero de la Armadura Oxidada, which is the 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 knight of the oxidated, the rusted. Um, how do you call it? The shield, the armor. The shield, armor, yeah. armor. And so it was basically about like how he was not using it; it became oxidized, mm. and then it was really hard to walk. So. It, that stay, that that visual stayed with me because it's like the habit of not being seen and hiding. It's a habit that the longer you force it or create it, the harder it is to break. Yeah, of course. And so, yeah, I can see how that is kind of like in terms of like loving ourselves is like, it's not only just for your business. I mean, I use it for my business. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie, but it's, it happens with the same, like after I have so many clients that are moms and they just like stop taking photos with their kids. They just take photos of their kids. Of their kids. Yeah. You know, um, they don't feel comfortable in their body because their body has changed or they just don't have to, time to do their makeup and hair. Mm-hmm. And they think that's like the, the end of the whole thing, all the things. Yep. And I always tell them like, no, I will teach you a lazy photo shoot. You don't need to do your makeup. (laughs) I think that's every woman's dream. (laughs) It's so true. It's possible. I honestly don't do my, I I don't, I almost never do my, my, my hair and makeup, but honestly, like even a pandemic. Right. For sure. (laughs) It's like less and less. Yeah. Yeah. I always joke that I force myself to do it at least one day a week so that I can like batch create my content for the week on my feed. Not that that matters. Cause again, everyone who's been here for a while knows that it doesn't matter what I look like. I will show up anyways. Um, the running joke in this world for women who come through and they're like, I'm really not confident to go on live video or whatever. My son, when he was born had terrible reflux and all the kid did for an entire year was puke. And I was on a live video training and he puked in my hair. Like, let's talk about rock bottom moment right there. But what do you do? Like, the truth is, if I, if I, in that year, if I hadn't have just allowed it to be part of the process, multiple things would have happened. One, I would have stopped showing up in my business. Two, I would have eradicated an entire demographic of women who didn't see the ugly truth behind the scenes. And the ugly truth behind the scenes is there's puke in your hair or there's screaming kids or there's not enough time or there's all of these things. And so when I decided to be a coach and when I decided to be an entrepreneur, I didn't know any like six figure earners who had kids. I didn't know any of them. And I was like, I don't know how these people, I mean, I know how they're doing it. They have all the time in the world, (laughs) right? They, they just do the things they have beauty sleep and they can work when they want. But I was adamant 
that if I was going to empower women, especially women in my network, most of them were moms. If I was going to empower them to follow their dreams, they were going to have to see the good, the bad, and the ugly and know that no matter how you showed up, your impact is what matters. And it was like such a, it actually turned out to be such an incredible season of life for my business because it left such a lasting impact on the moms in my network that want to be um, entrepreneurs or are working towards building their dream life. Cause it isn't always pretty. There are, especially in a pandemic, my kids have been home for like 300 days. It's ridiculous. I would never make money. Oh yeah. I, I honestly, it's, it's crazy. And I think parents don't get the support they need, especially I feel like here, I mean, not to get like us versus other countries, yeah. but in Argentina, it takes a village, yeah. you know, it's like you have the aunties and the, the grandparents and everyone chips in with a hand, helping hand. Mm -hmm. There's always someone grabbing your child. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think I grew up in that culture where there's always someone helping. Mm -hmm. And so I think in the U.S., it's very common for people to leave their home state to pursue something in another state or another yeah. city. And it creates a lot of like separation in the, in the family system. Yeah. And so what happens is I see a lot of like, because it's not really even ambition. It's just trying to make a living. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I want to be a millionaire tomorrow. I mean, I might be a millionaire yep. tomorrow, but I'm saying I just want to be happy doing what I love. Yeah. And being able to pay my bills and take care of my cats. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and hopefully have kids someday there but you I'm go. saying like it just and I will also challenge the idea that the messy parts are gorgeous I I do believe that and that's why I said they left a lasting impact because what were vulnerable moments for me were next level empowering for the people watching. Mm -hmm. I have this woman in my network and she's probably going to listen to this and she knows she'll know exactly who she is. And, uh, I started my journey as a single mom and she's known me since I always call it since my real life, like in real life before the online life, she knew me in, in real life. And then, so she's watched my journey progress And over the years, she's become a client and she will forever say that it was my journey, my perseverance, my sharing that empowered her to get through the quote unquote mess. You know, she's a single mom. She's had a really hard, hard season years. She's had a, a long stretch of navigating difficult scenarios and trauma. And yet every time she feels like she has, she could give up she reminds herself of my journey and I well, always Kelly can tell do people, it. right. But I always tell people when we hide those parts of ourselves, when we hide the hard, when we hide behind the camera, when we hide the, the challenges and, and the struggles of day-to-day -day life and the balance quote unquote of it all, when we hide that stuff, 
especially in my business, my line of work, I'm, I'm doing a disservice to the women on the other end. And so I've always challenged myself and taken pride in showing myself in all my seasons, because I think if there had been someone out there when I started who was like me, I think I would have believed my success was possible a long time before I believed that it was possible because I would have been able to see it in somebody else. And so I want to be that for somebody else. Give her permission. Yeah. Give her permission to show up when it's not all glam. Amen. Yes. Right. When the kitchen counter is a mess and you're doing a, a, a live video or you're training or you're showing up on your stories, you're doing those things. You're taking pictures with your kids while you're making dinner and the kitchen's a mess and whatever. And I, you know, like my house is chaos all the time. And if I didn't, if I, if I didn't show up anyways, I wouldn't have a business because <laughs> it's always a shit storm around here. <laughs> like truthfully it is. Oh yeah. If you're waiting for something to be perfect, you're going to wait a long time. Yep. Yep. And so true. you might miss the buzz a few times. Yeah. And I think it's just like sometimes life opportunities because it's also inspiration and being in cooperation with what's coming forward for you mm-hmm. in your, uh, for your soul, in your destiny, like no journey is alike. Right. Mm-hmm. But yet we have these connecting factors and I feel like we get inspiration towards what our soul is meant to be doing in the world. And when you miss that intuition whisper in your ear, when you say like, I'm going to wait until X, Y, Z. And then there's, there comes another angel whispering in your ear. Mm -hmm. And then there's like, Oh, I'm going to wait for X. Then it's basically you're, you're being forced into like, oh, she's not getting it. We're yeah. doing this. Yeah, we're <laughs> and doing then it, it happens in like, in like, you just have to surrender because whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. Amen <laughs> to that. I could tell some serious stories about the universe saying, hey, bitch, you're not listening. Let me show you what's up. And I joke <laughs> that the pandemic is one of them. Oh, like, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I have it, so many friends that like were done with their jobs and they were like, thank God. Yeah. I do not want to go back to that job. This was like the perfect way out. Yeah. It's so, so true. So I'm going to tell one, one minute story and then we'll move on because we're talking about it. I, um, also have another business and that has been my sole income for five years of entrepreneurship. And in, I used to do the coaching like in between, I worked out of the house a few days a week. And then I worked on my coaching business the other days. And I always, not always, but for about a year leading up to last March, I was trying to figure out like, how do I keep that business for residual income, but transition transition into coaching full time? Like, this is what I love. Like, this is my passion. This is my destiny. Um, but it's really hard to just like rip the bandaid off, especially since it was my business and I built it and it was successful. And I was like, how do I hire someone to run it and just make some money off it? I couldn't quite figure it out. I couldn't quite let it go. March 17th, 2020, the government shut us down. And I was like, March 18th, I hired my first coach. 
like not my first coach, but my first business coach, it was like, okay, you made the decision for me. Oh and my God. It's because I wasn't listening, right? I was afraid. I was fear based in how I was going to surrender, fully surrender to the outcome and just know. Uh, the pandemic did that for me. And here we are. Um, I know exactly how many days we've been home because it was a running joke. And so we counted. We've been home for 308 days straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really long time. <laughs> Oh God. A really long What a time. blessing. What a blessing that it, you were able to like go of that other business and just really face your true heartfelt desires. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing, the interesting thing, and this is the reason I tell this story so often is the moment the decision was made for me and I surrendered and said, I hear you, let's do this. My, in the last 10 months, I like, it's something ridiculous, like a 260% increase in my business. Wow. Because I listened. Right. And, that's and that's, insane. that goes back to what you're saying. It's like, when you, when you, the universe isn't going to stop telling us spirit is not going to stop whispering in your ear, in your dreams, through numbers, through signs, through all of the, it's not stopping. It's what's it going to take for us to listen? Yeah. And you can, so it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, you can go at it the easy way or the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So true. I, in my experience, the, um, the fastest I'm able to respond to my intuitive guidance, the easiest that it is to execute it and move on. Mm. But it, it's, it's been a journey to learn, yeah. to listen to, because it's so, intuition is just like so low, mm -hmm. you know, like that it's like, like it's literally like a whisper. It's never like kind of like a message in the sky, you know, yeah. I mean? like people are thinking, <laughs> you're not yeah. going to see an airplane no. with a sign that says like, quit your job. Do the thing. <laughs> Do that thing you love. No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's not in yeah. your experience though. And I know this for myself, but I want to hear your experience in your experience. As you started to really connect with those downloads, with those intuitive messages, when at, along the path, did you start to trust them more? Like, and immediately I mean, listen? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I don't know if I, if, if I, if I shared with, no, I don't think I did, but like I moved to the U S because I won the green card lottery. Mm. I signed up just for fun. <laughs> I didn't even thought I was going to win. <laughs> I thought like, well, you know, if I win, I can just maybe like live like half of the year in the u.s half of the year in buenos aires mm. i'll be like by coastal whatever yeah i was just like and then la sucked me in right because right. la it was like okay no you need there's some stuff you need to do yeah <laughs> la i mean la is like a magnet though <laughs> there's something about that place <laughs> it is a magnet 
And yet it's also like a cycle. Ooh. I have so many friends that I've met because no one in LA is from LA. No. And we all have our cycle. And yeah. I think when it's time to move away, you just move away. I think the pandemic has been that for a lot of people too. Yeah. Like, well, it's rent is expensive. If you're not able to work, is it really, or if you're just working from home, there's nothing to do. A lot of people, yeah. Hollywood is empty right now. Oh, Everybody for sure. Hollywood because there's nothing to do in Hollywood anymore. Yeah. The only reason to live in Hollywood was for the nightlife. For sure. For sure. Right. I'm just saying like every little, because it's like a, you know, every little neighborhood had its own thing. Yeah. It's cultured, right? There's like yeah. things about it. That's interesting. And like, I, I'm such a nerd. I'm a, I'm a pandemic nerd because I always want to know like where people are, how, what is it like? Because I'm in Ontario in Canada and Ontario has had the strictest lockdown rules um, probably than anywhere in my own country, as well as in the States. Like we are like nobody, I mean, I'm sure people are doing whatever they want. Don't get me wrong, but we were in a full lockdown for six whole months. And then we finally got let out for a little bit <laughs> with very strict rules, mandatory rules. And sure as sure enough, we're back in full lockdown again. Well, I know is kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I can only go to like the store, like to yeah, get groceries and back. There's nothing else to do. Everything else closed down. The rest of the uh, country is a different story, but LA has pretty much been, it was on a full lockdown for I think three months. And then yeah, it was kind of like, okay. And now we're back. So hopefully now with the vaccine, God knows yeah. what's going to happen. Things yeah. are going to open up again, but it's going to be a year at least, which is what led me to actually start teaching self-portrait, you know, confidence because I'm not able to photograph you. Yeah. <laughs> like I was not able to photograph my clients and I was able to basically graph my formula that I did with my clients and kind of make it as a self-paced course, which made total sense for anyone that has a business mm -hmm. because in my, I have like even like this whole thing down into, in terms of like, even if you hire a photographer, like, you know what you like about yourself. Yeah. You might spend a thousand dollars like being in like a photo shoot, a brand photo shoot or whatever. And like three photos. Yep. And the truth is, is that everything is about self-awareness. If you think about it mm -hmm. and photography is just one more area to be self-aware about, you know? Right. So and let's talk about that. Let's talk about, okay. Like, Cause we like, we've been all over the place. We never got to the transition to self portrait. So oh. I guess, I guess the pandemic shift, it got you to pivot. I guess it was. Yeah. Because yeah there the goes pandemic is like, you've been meaning to teach self portraiture for so long. Mm -hmm. You've been, I've, I got, as I, I feel like you've been like, it's like my higher self. Like you've been, you've been wanting to do this for a long time. Yeah. You've been asked about this from all of your clients and social media, like Instagram friends and yeah. followers. And I was like, great. I guess like I have nothing else to do, but like <laughs> do this. <laughs> True. Like literally nothing else to do. 
<laughs> it's so funny because at the time I was I was single. So it's like I didn't even have a boyfriend to just like watch, oh, man. watch uh Tiger King with, you know, like ever. <laughs> Good. Oh god. I love that. So okay, but I one, nothing excites me more than an entrepreneur that pivots that quickly. It makes me so excited um, because we're just so resilient and adaptable. I love entrepreneurs. Um, okay. So you shifted into teaching people self-portrait. Now, now tell us all the things. Like, how do you take the perfect selfie? What do you need for lighting? All of the things. What do we need to know? Oh my God. Speaking of which, uh, for those who are listening, Kelly looks fabulous with her ring light that she's like on her desk on this Zoom call. (laughs) She knows everything about lighting. Don't let her, don't let her questions fool you. But um, I guess like if I were to start with anything about self-portraiture, if you're starting from zero, the first thing that you need to get to get a good photo of yourself is like get clear on what you want your photo to look like. Mm. Create a mood board, start saving inspiration of things that you're, you know, um, gra- that you gravitate towards, um, accounts that you follow, yeah. start saving photos. And honestly, like you will find a trend. You're, you're sure. going to realize, okay, these are the three elements I'm really obsessed about. Yeah. I should definitely take a photo that invokes all of these things. That's you know? so true. It's so interesting that you say that. Cause as you were talking, I'm like, Oh, there's that person I follow. That's like super moody and her presets are super moody and her vibe super moody. And let me tell you, there was nobody else on the damn internet that has a vibe like that. Like everybody knows who this chick is, but it's, that's exactly it. It's like, she knew exactly what she wanted it to look like. And she has never, ever gravitated from that. And then on the other side, I know this really big influencer and everything is white and clean. Her clothes are clean, like pure white or pure black tops. Like everything is just so clean. So it's, as you were speaking, I'm like, Oh, immediately, like people's accounts show up or like types of, of photography. I'm like, I love that vibe. We all know which vibes that is. So it's cool that you like get people to connect the dots there. Cause I think that's a huge piece is like what people get stuck on the how, but not necessarily the, like, what is the inspiration and what do you want things to feel like when people come to your page? So that's really cool. I know. And I also find it so interesting that people feel like they need to do 500 photos for their Instagram. And that is not the truth. Mm -hmm. If you go back into the insights, I feel like if you have a business account, you can do this, but you can just literally go back into your photos and see which one got the most likes, engagements, et cetera, shares. Um, Honestly, photos of yourself will always rank higher because Mm -hmm. people follow people they want to see more of. They don't want to see your journal. They want to see you. Yeah. And Yes, it's nice to have like an element of like the props that you use in your everyday mm-hmm. work and stuff, but people most likely want to see you. So the idea is like, if you can focus on getting a high quality image of yourself versus creating 30 low quality images of yourself, you're going to be so, so uh, far beyond in the journey because the ch- when what I see is a photo 
that is high quality that will make people stop Mm -hmm. and read what you have to say and like and share and follow you know when they land in your thing they're gonna see oh I can expect to be inspired I can expect to be see more of this yes I will want more of that you know yeah and so focus on getting fewer but high quality images of yourself that really represent all the things that you love because you want people that love what you love anyway right in terms of aesthetic right so start paying attention create a mood board then the next thing that you really need to move on the journey is make a list of all the shots you need. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody shows up pretending to be, I'm going to be creative. That's where creativity goes to die without a right. plan. Yeah, so true. <laughs> so true. I'm going to write an essay. There's a reason why you haven't written it because yep. you know don't have a plan to write. You don't know how to, you don't have a plan. You're not going to write it. Yeah, you're so right. And so you need to, a shot list. Are you going to be sitting down? What are you going to be wearing? Right. Do you need yeah. to style it? Can you do your own makeup? Do you need someone to teach you? Can somebody else do it? If this is something that is open in business and stuff like that. Can you style your clothing from what you already have in the closet? Can you get Mm. crafty? Do you need a new item to fill in the gap with what's missing in your, in your, in your props, in your style? Kind of like trying to figure out, I'm always like, I mean, this is a disclaimer. I don't like to buy new clothes. I like to buy thrifted if I can. And uh, I will always yeah, that's just me. Um, I will try to get crafty with what I already own because I don't like to have a, a big closet. I just like to have a capsule, a capsule wardrobe mm-hmm. and I will always wear the same things and kind of like lame like that. But I guess that's just who I am. <laughs> but I know people that actually are the opposite and they want to wear something new in every shot. So you don't have to buy things, just checking their website. What's the return policy? Get a few sizes up and down because you don't know what your fit is going to be. And just after you're done, return them. (laughs) (laughs) Literally no company wants to hear this episode, (laughs) but it's true. Oh, I'm sorry. No, but I'm saying like, I'm talking about Target, you know, like. (laughs) I'm also really just joking because um, it just made me think of like, buy the dress and don't take the tags off for that one night, return the dress. it was anyways, I love a good wardrobe. I have far too many clothes. Um, but I've, I envy the, the wardrobe, the capsule wardrobe. I envy it because I don't, I can't style like that. I'm like, I need to buy this shirt to go with this pant. Like this, that's how I live, but then I, I can't translate it, but I think it's really cool. I, I really think like the actionable steps you're teaching here are so pivotal to people's confidence within this process because I don't think we've even really touched on the lack of confidence piece that comes with that first photo shoot or that first you know time you take a photo and you're like whoa that's not that's not the look I was going for but it's all about setting the intention of the shoot and that's what you're teaching people to do here is like get in the vibe that really excites you 
pick clothes that really excite you decide how you, you know, based on your mood board or your mood board, based on your Pinterest board that you've created this vision of photography, you now like can emulate the confidence of the women that you see in those photos as you're kind of navigating yourself through the journey. So that's cool. Yeah, I actually, in my course, I go deeply into the self-awareness tools for confidence that have to do with the inner journey, um, the inner journey of photographing yourself, because um, I'm not going to lie, I still have Mm self-judgments. Those don't magically disappear forever. The difference is that now I know how to deal with them when they come up. Right. And they don't freeze me. Because I feel like there's a lot of like content creators out there, like I'm not going to do names, but like, they're like, you just got to pull through it. You got to, you know, like fake it till you make it. I'm like, I'm not going to fake it till I make it because I cannot fake feeling comfortable because that's how not, not how I'm feeling. That's right. What's the point? Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. That statement is like. I mean, there's parts of it that I'm, that I'm like, yeah, you got to just, you know, sometimes you just got to take a baby step towards that uncomfortable zone. But I really hate the fake it till you make it statement. I really, I really fucking hate it because just like you said, if you don't feel that way and, and you, you feel the total opposite of confident to do that live video or take that picture or show up you know, just as you are, if you really don't have the ability to do that because your fear has taken over, you're not going to do it, which is why 90% of online businesses fail. It's not because they don't have skill. It's not because they don't have great service or great um, products or great courses. It's because they're shitting their pants on how to show up to serve. Wow. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's all rooted into like if there was any a time where it felt unsafe to be seen, mm. that crap is going to haunt you. Yep. And it's going to show up whenever you turn the camera on. Mm-hmm. And so what I actually teach my students is to heal whatever part of themselves felt unsafe. So that it's a co-creation between their past self and their present self working together that is like top notch that's not photography there that's healing and that's beautiful yeah i mean that's why i feel like you can teach one aspect without the other Mm. if you are a whole being you're not just an entrepreneur yeah you know there's all these aspects of ourselves we're multi-dimensional beings and i think it shows up as because I think this is mostly I feel like for solopreneurs right because we are running the show we are wearing many hats and then we have to go home and be with our partners and have a difficult conversation we have to talk to our parents and connect in a different way we you know there's all these different relationships and there's a relationship to the self Mm -hmm. which is equally intricate and complex and it needs as much as the caring that you are giving every other aspect of your life so when you show up and you're like in you're not feeling comfortable in your own skin you are judging yourself 
there's obviously a self-forgiveness aspect of the judgments that are coming up for you, but there's also equally important healing that needs to happen is like, what is that part of you inside of you need from you right now? You need mm. to be your own parent and give that to yourself so yeah. that you can show up together in a way that feels good to both of you, not just the present you, but like past you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so beautiful. So I teach a lot about the core wound healing and the mother wound um, because I firmly believe that if we haven't done the work to heal our core wounds, our businesses will not succeed. So I teach it in business and I just, I get so excited when other women are also teaching the healing of the mother wound, the, the self-parenting, the reparenting, the healing of the core wound. It's such a powerful piece of the healing journey that a lot of coaches and service-based businesses are missing the mark on. Mm. I'm so glad you, you do that work. And I think that's what turned me on to towards you is like, okay, I, I can hang. Yeah. 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 We can geek out. Yeah. We're going to go deep. This is going to be a deep friendship. Yeah. Like, I feel like, how are you doing? Yeah. My mom died when I was 14. That was my first. (laughs) It's so true. But here's the thing. Maybe that is what, what made you gravitate towards me because I just put it all out there. Like there's, I don't hold anything back about my journey and about the importance of the healing and about the core wound and about my, my past and my present and what could come up for me in the future, because I think it's just such a big piece of that's, that's lacking in the industry all the way across the board. It, we, there's so much knowledge about limiting beliefs. There's so much knowledge about, you know, specific trauma. There's so much knowledge about, so many things, but people don't identify, you know, when you and I hear the word, hear the words trauma healing, we know that relates to us, whether or not we've had significant trauma, because we understand the journey that everyone's pain and everyone's core wound is their own trauma. But to the average woman, who's like, no really bad things have happened to me in my life. She's going to not feel like that applies to her. And then on the other side, I taught limiting beliefs, um, overcoming limiting beliefs for years. And now it's all bullshit because it was surface level. What I didn't realize at the beginning is I wasn't taking my clients on deep transformation because Mm -hmm. I didn't know that the core wound healing was so relevant. And now it's all I teach. Limiting beliefs are just, they're just going to keep coming back. They're going to look different and sound different. And, you know, we're going to be sitting back five years later going, why do I still feel not enough? Why do I still feel that way? I mean, you're going to laugh, but I am, I'm, I'm hitting my mid thirties and my self portraits have evolved where now my self judgment is like, what's that wrinkle doing? Oh my God. Same, same girl. Same. (laughs) Just turn turn 35. (laughs) <laughs> just turned 35 and I'm like what the fuck are those <laughs> what are those? no but seriously is that that wasn't there last week I took a self-portrait but right? you know what I exactly so I'm just like things are gonna keep changing yeah change is inevitable yeah. things are gonna hit and they're gonna be coming at you and gonna be like smooth like water you know yeah. kind of like bring it in 
you know, and uh, yeah, I'm just saying like, I love what you do because of that element of like, yes, limiting beliefs are going to come up and you're going to work through them, mm-hmm. but they're all tied like little like ropes into this main core wound Yeah, that you have to heal. But also I think it's about like learning how to cope with life that nobody teach, nobody taught us from yeah. like, this, this is not taught in schools. Nope. And I think maybe today uh, in some private, I'm just saying like, this is not something that is like open into any childhood development and self-soothing from a place of compassion Mm -hmm. and understanding and cooperation is a skill that is learned and it's applied and it's something that we all need. But if you, if you didn't internalize it when you were young of how Mm -hmm. to cope with challenges from a place of cooperation, curiosity, compassion, empathy, vulnerability, etc. pretty much you're going to be like trying to shut it down and numb it out and hide it out and yeah. not be seen. And it's, a, and hence why we're here, you know, having yeah. this conversation. Yeah. I mean, hence why we're having this conversation, hence why this podcast exists, hence why the coaching is coaching is a, a multi-billion dollar industry because here we all are between our mid twenties to our mid thirties. And we're sitting back and we're going, I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. I don't understand why I feel this way. I don't understand why I self-sabotage my dreams while I self-sabotage relationships, while I can't receive, why I can't receive love, while I don't feel enough, why I overcompensate, why I undercompensate. Like we just live in this world where we don't understand ourselves and the world up until this point didn't support us in that journey. There was so much pressure and so much societal expectation on women and so much shoulds. We should act a certain way. We should be a certain way. You should be a type of friend. You should be a certain daughter. You should be a certain sister. Like there was, there's so much that's like imposed on us and there's no time to understand ourselves when the world is shooting the shit out of us. You know, yes. there's, there's no time. And so here we are saying we have to understand and love those parts of ourselves so that we can in turn take the next 35 years and just be so engulfed in self-love and self-compassion and self-respect. And that is going to ooze out of us in every part of our life to our children, to our partners, to our bosses, to our friends, to our family the world will shift because of our ability to heal and love ourselves to the depths of our soul. And I think that it's such an important, like I could scream it from the rooftops all day, every day, because I'm raising a daughter. I am raising a small little girl who deserves better. She deserves the, the, the ability to never question her worth and never question her enoughness and never question whether, you know, her choices, uh, she should never question why her choice, how her choices are going to impact, you know, her ability to be loved, her ability to be seen, her ability to be heard. None of that. I don't want that for her. And I don't want that for your daughter, your future daughter or anyone else's daughter anymore. I don't want that life for us anymore. Mm. And whether that shines through in a photograph 
or whether that shines through on a podcast or on a post or whatever it is. I just think we have an obligation as healed women to, to teach that for others, to help others get to that place too. Mm, that was beautifully said. Thank you. Thank you. I think healed humans basically um, parent healed child, yeah. children, you know, and um, I think that's a beautiful way of relating. I do think that like we are on the planet for a reason. For sure. To grow and learn. We all have our own path of mm -hmm. what we need to learn. So that's going to be inevitable. Yep, for um, sure. But how we go about it. Right. It's a whole different um, yeah. Yeah. thing. Yeah. I totally agree. And you know, it's interesting because my daughter is a firecracker. She's a lot like me, but also I don't understand her to save my life. But the difference <laughs> is <laughs> when I show up to parent her and discipline because I'm a parent and, you know, there are parts of me that has to kind of put my foot down. I can do it from a different perspective now. I can do it in a way that teaches her to understand herself at a deeper level. I love that. You know, and that I think is the change maker. It's not that she's not going to have her own journey and her own path and her own hardships. And, you know, I'm sure at some point in her life, she's going to say her mother fucked her up because we all say that. And, and, and to some capacity, that could be true. You know, just as our parents did the best they could with what they have, I'm doing the best that I can with what I know. I just hope that along the way, she never questions her worth. I love that. I see that for her. Yeah. And, and that's I, and really I really my goal. Mm, I, I, I love that. And also I think that that's what I wish for everyone. Mm-hmm to not question your worth, that you are worthy of being seen. You are worthy of being heard. Yeah. And I love the idea of spreading more of that, no matter what capacity that is, you know, in what we do, there's a ripple effect in terms of how we are with each other and like with ourselves. And it's just like an energetic, um, circle that keeps expanding like your aura into yeah. the aura of your neighborhood into the aura of your yeah. city into the aura of your country and on so the world, true. you know it's so true I got it's really so cheesy true. there but no it's I'm <laughs> like I'm <laughs> like in my mind I'm like did she watch my video I posted today because I was literally saying the same thing the ripple effect of like when we impact ourselves we impact others and when we impact others around us they're going to impact others around them and the ripple effect is that we change the world mm. you know there's like this intention i always do before taking a self-portrait um and no matter if i'm doing something with my phone or my camera or something it's like love in the eyes of anyone that sees me a mm. love on the ears of anyone that hears me and love on the minds of anyone that thinks of me and no matter what it is no matter what the photo is like that is my intention and it's kind of an adaptation of St. Patrick's prayer mm -hmm. um that I 
kind of made my own because I thought it was just like so beautiful and just the sentiment was just like so incredibly like um, accurate for what I want to bring forward into the world when somebody sees my photos or lands on my stories or you know what I mean because there's a vibrational experience that happens in our words in our voice in everything that we put out I feel like you know (laughs) the internet is just so instant but I feel like isn't it so easy to to smell like who's who's doing bs oh from a mile away From a mile. Why do you think that is? Because it's the energetics that go yeah. behind it. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. instant because the internet is instant, but, and that is how fast the information yeah. can travel. It's so true. <laughs> okay. This is like one of the most beautiful conversations I've had in the longest time. However, we're just all over the place. So let's, okay. So let's wrap it. If you step want. one yeah. was to get your vision. Step two was to make a list and make a plan. Step three was outfits, hair, and makeup. What comes next? Well, if you're doing this on your own, you need a tripod and a clicker. It's 20 bucks. I swear yep. to you, it's going to be the best investment you're going to do because it's so easy to set up your shot, click the clicker, and you don't have to be running back and forth from setting the timer. <laughs> I know, right? And you'll never get it. I've tried. You'll never get me. it. And also you're going to be sweating out of anxiety. <laughs> right? It's like, it's not a real glow. It's not a do from your makeup. It's just like sweat. It's so good. It's, it's dewy from Glossier anxiety. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So theoretically, um, people do this. It's beautiful. The lighting maybe isn't perfect because they don't yet have a ring light or they don't yet have a space that provides natural light tip for anyone who's here. If you have a room with beautiful light, take your pictures with the light from the window shining on you. But if you don't have that, what are some apps or some programs that you would recommend to really create a preset um, or just used to brighten? Yeah. I mean, on, honestly, like always use a window. It's just like a, a diffuse light. Like you were saying, it's just mm-hmm. like perfect. If you can go outside and go to an evenly shaped spot. Yeah. And what I like to do is edit your photos, brighten them up, and just make sure that they're a little bit sharper. And I actually give my free Lightroom preset that people can download because editing your photos without using the Instagram filters because they are crap, but- Yeah, they're crap. They're crap, don't use them. But use a Lightroom preset if you don't know how to use Lightroom, at least it's gonna allow you to have a better quality photo Mm -hmm. and try to edit your photos into a more brighten and lifting the shadows yeah. and just making it pop a little bit more and always making it a little bit sharper because when you post to Instagram, if you're, that's where you're using it, it's going to take away the sharpness. And truly your phone has the best camera. If you know how to use it, the back camera off your phone, not the front facing camera, yeah. the back camera it's so high quality. You could actually take photos for your website if you want. Wow. Camera photo. Actually, I say, wow, but most of my website photos, I might've changed the majority of them now, but when I had my website developed, 
Um, I took all of my photos with a tripod and my phone in an office and I just brightened them, you know, and, and yeah. I never thought to teach these basic things. I mean, I do teach a little bit of it, but I love that you're doing it and also teaching the psychology behind it too, so that people can really get clear and they can really be confident in how they show up to represent themselves on their social media. Because like you said, as solopreneurs, we're doing this by ourselves, but we also become the face of our business. And that is full circle moment for our conversation is the, is the connection that your community has to our, to knowing who we are. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, because also like, I'm not my job. I am not my course. I am me. I am a soul having a human experience. I'm a multidimensional being and I am all the things. Yep. And we are in constant relationship with other people that are kind of like that, you know, it's like, we're all these different aspects of ourselves inter-exchanging this human experience is quite wonderful if you think about it that way. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it reiterates all of the things that I teach uh, in my business courses, in business strategy is all I teach all about, you know, creating authentic, authentic and sustainable business. And the reason that I do that is for that connection piece. Mm. When we dial in who we serve and how we serve them, first of all, We can then get really clear on how we show up for them. But if we can take it even deeper and show up as our authentic selves, Mm -hmm. that vibrational exchange of frequency and energy that you're talking about is magnetic. And when you're magnetic in business, girlfriend, you are going to succeed. Mm, That's the energetics of business right there in a nutshell, right? I mean, you nailed it because I think being your authentic self, it is your biggest currency Mm -hmm. because there's no one else like you. Yeah. And that alone is just like insane. Like you could be doing the same thing everyone else is doing, but you are the one doing it and therefore it's completely unique. Yep. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I feel like that's your differentiator. And also in photos is like, show me that freckle, show yeah. me that, you know, show me that wrinkle, show me yeah. that gray hair. I want to see yourself, your authentic self. And I want to see it also. What is some, some quirky thing that you thought was not cute, but now you're like completely loving it and owning it. Yeah. I have, I have a cookie pouch. <laughs> Me too, sister. I have a cookie pouch. And like, I used to, I have some photos actually. So I have a free masterclass that people can watch and actually get all the tools and the visuals Yay, of what good. we just talked. FYI, because I know it's hard to, to imagine through me saying it on a podcast, yeah. like what that looks like. So if you go to selfportraconfidence.com slash masterclass, you can watch it. Perfect. But and I I'll have a photo the there. I have a photo there where I'm in my underwear. I just bought some like these cute little organic cotton underwear, like top and and bottoms. And I took a a few self-portraits and I can see my belly rolls. Mm. And if you would have asked me years ago, would I have ever shown a photo 
with my cookie pouch, I would have said now in a million years. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my God, I look so cute. (laughs) But I love that. That makes me so happy. It's like, this is literally, I, these are the conversations that I live for. And it's because, you know, they're just so, there's not a woman listening to this that doesn't resonate on some level to this conversation. There's not a woman on, on that listens to this that didn't just hear what you said and chuckle because she knows exactly what you meant. But to be able to, to go through the process and, and walk through that journey and come out to a place where you're like, damn, I look cute. That is, that is life-changing for someone listening to this. Mm-mm. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that the more I see it online, the more I'm inspired. I love mm-hmm. seeing like, no matter cookie pouch or not, yeah. both photos are worth it. Yeah. You are worth it. You know, you are worthy of being seen and being in your body. Yeah. Period. Beautiful. I love you. I'm so <laughs> glad you, I'm so glad you came on. And for everyone who's listening, who's hearing us geek out, um, literally Lucia just sent me an email and was like, Hey, I listened to your podcast and I would love to be on it. And I was like, hell yeah. And so here we are. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful new friendship coming and a beautiful energetic exchange. And I'm so, so grateful. So everybody's going to want more of what you got. So I'm going to link the, the, um, masterclass in the show notes, but where can they get more of you? What is your favorite social platform and how can they connect? Well, Instagram, I'm always hanging in there because obviously it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing visual platform and I like doing um, stories, IG lives, and I do Q and A's when people have questions Ooh. and stuff. And I will always like put tips and stuff, which is great. And uh, it's at the Lucia's and I will link it. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah we'll make sure it's all linked <laughs> in the shows because Lord knows we just want to click a button. Yes, I know. Um, um, and then the other way, it's just like my website, selfportraitconfidence.com. Cool. I like, also love that that's what it's called. That makes me so happy. Thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait for this to air. I cannot wait for our communities to come together and hear this beautiful, beautiful conversation. Lucia, uh, come back again, okay? I was thinking I should have a podcast so I can have you over. Right? Maybe we'll just make this like a monthly date. (laughs) I was thinking we should do an IG live anyway. I like it. I think we should. Thanks, girl. Chat soon. Thank you. Chat.